the foolish shepherd is coming so let us begin tonight by looking at the gravity of the message that we are about to deliver here right now you are the good shepherd his name is Christ Jesus he is fending for you he is defending you and fighting for you and so therefore at this hour your advantage and so let us look at the good shepherd the book of Genesis 33 the reason you should take tonight's service more seriously in identifying the true bride of Christ the true church of Christ the true follower of Christ. And this is so critical because the present day church has lost direction. The present day church. The present day church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's important because the present day church has lost direction. And that's why it's important that finally we nail it down. We nail it down. It's important we nail it down. Who is the true bride of Christ? But the good shepherd has contrasted to the bad shepherd, the evil, the wicked shepherd coming Genesis 33 I'm reading verses 13 and 14 But Jacob said to him My Lord My Lord knows that the children are tender Again my Lord knows that the children are tender and that I must care for the ewes and the cows that are nursing their young. Bwana wangu unajua kwamba watoto ni wachanga na kwamba ni lazima nitunze hawa kondoo wake na ngombe wanaonyonyesha. If they are driven hard just a day what? all the animals will die. Wakipelekwa kwa haraka hata kama ni siku moja tu wanyama wote watakufa. Again Listen to the good shepherd. If they are driven hard, just a day, just in one day, all the animals will die. So let my Lord go ahead of his servant while I move along slowly at the pace of the droves. Before me and that of the children until I come to my Lord in Sierra. He anasema he does not want to be reckless with the flock. I am now defining to you the good shepherd. Before we go into defining the perfect bride, the true follower of Christ, that you may understand the gravity of defining 
the church of Christ right ensuring that you are walking right ili kwamba mpate kuelewa ule uzito wa kutambulisha kanisa la Kristo sawa na katika kuhakikishia kwamba unatembea sawa na Kristo the book of first samuel chapter 17 kitabu cha samueli wa kwanza sura ya 17 look at what he says there angalia kila anachosema pale first samuel 17 samueli wa kwanza sura ya 17 Verses 34-35. Mstari wa 34 na 35. And he says the following. But David said to Saul, Lakini Daudi akamwambia Sauli, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. Mtumishi wako amekuwa akichunga kondoo za baba yake. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock. Wakati simba au dubu alipokuja na kuchukua kondoo kutoka katika kundi. I went after it. Nilifuatilia. And struck it. Nikampiga. And rescued the sheep from its mouth. Na nikampokonya kondoo kutoka kwenye kinywa chake. When it turned to attack me. Aliponigeukia ili kunishambulia. I seized it by its hair. Nilimkamata nywele zake. And struck it. Nikampiga. And killed it. Na kumua. That is the good shepherd. Right now. Sasa hivi. He cares so much. Part of his good shepherdhood. Sehemu ya uchungaji wake wema. He cares so much. That you prepare well. That is part of his duty to shepherd you well. That if you go astray. And lose the identity of the true church of Christ. He cares enough to tell you no 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 come back this way. That direction is leading elsewhere. It is deadly. There are wolves there. There are hyenas there. There are there. They will eat you, they will devour you. That is the reason now the Lord is involved in renavigating the church to take her back towards the cross. Hiyo ndiyo sababu ambayo Bwana mwenyewe amehusisha katika kuongoza tena kanisa ili kwamba pate kuchukua msalaba wa Calvary. Because he is the good shepherd. Kwa sababu yeye ndiye mchungaji mwema. This is part of being the good shepherd. Hii ndiyo sehemu ya kuwa mchungaji mwema. When the Lord is concerned. Wakati Bwana anapojali. The present day church. Ya kwamba kanisa la sasa hivi. Out of his modernism. Kutokana na usasa wake. And postmodernism. Na usasa wake. It has thrown out the cross and the blood of Jesus. And yet he says, if anybody wants to receive the gospel, if anybody wants to be born again, anybody wants to be saved, to receive the salvation of the grace, they must deny themselves and take up the cross, his own cross, and crucify his Flesh and lose his life. Whoever loses his life for me, he will have eternal life. That is powerful. The good shepherd has come to redirect the church. Can we then look at the, the wicked shepherd that you may understand the gravity of listening very well tonight. That when we begin to enumerate the identity of the true bride. You will catch it for life and death. Because right now you are still enjoying the, the, the tender care 
of the good shepherd. Kwa sababu sasa hivi bado mnafurahia ule uchungaji mororo kabisa wa mchungaji mwema. And yet he's saying. Na ile hali anasema that the coronavirus is here. Ya kwamba virusi vya corona viko hapa. And the signs are written all over the sky. Na ishara zimeandikwa kote kote kwenye anga. To tell you. Ili kuambia that we have never been this way before. Ya kwamba hatujawahi kuwa katika njia hii hapo awali. And that the Messiah is coming. Na ya kwamba Masiya anakuja. And so the wicked shepherd Zechariah chapter 11. Na kwa hivyo mchungaji muovu kwenye kitabu cha Zakaria sura ya 11 Zechariah chapter chapter 11 Zechariah sura ya 11 Remember Zechariah chapter 11 Kumbuka kwenye Zechariah sura ya 11 The first three verses Zile mistari za kwanza tatu He says open the door O ye Lebanon Anasema kwamba fungua milango e Lebanon He talks about the judgment of God that comes upon those that reject the Messiah Anazungumza kuhusiana na hukumu ya Mungu ambayo inawajilia wale ambao wanamkataa Masiya And he's talking about the cedars of Lebanon will be set ablaze Na anazungumza kuhusu mierezi ya Lebanoni itateketezwa kwa moto The stately oaks the stately oaks Zile mieloni thabiti kabisa Let me just read it because you know there are people who may, maybe have not read this read this before But this was our lead scripture So he's saying verse 11 chapter 11 Zechariah verse 1 Sura ya 11 kitabu cha Zechariah mstari wa kwanza Open your doors O Lebanon. Fungua milango yako e Lebanoni. So that fire may devour your cedars. Ili moto uteketeze mierezi yako. Wail O pine tree. Piga yawe e mti wa msanabari. For the cedar has fallen. Kwa kuwa mierezi umeanguka. The stately oaks are ruined. Mieloni ya udhabiti kabisa imeweza kuharibiwa. Wail oaks the oaks of Bashan the dense forest has been cut down listen to the wail of the shepherds the rich pasture are destroyed listen to the roar of the lions the lush thickets of the Jordan Valley and so this is talking about the judgment of the Lord that befalls those that reject the good shepherd and he says from verse 4 on na, he, he now presents the good shepherd and sometimes the way the Lord operates with his prophet is such that he makes them enact it for example Zechariah went and, and, and got some sheep he bought some sheep and began to shepherd sheep in the eyes of Israel okay so I said something else but that's alright he went and bought sheep and then He began to tend the sheep right in the eyes of Israel. Alienda akanunua kondoo, halafu akaanza kuzichunga wale kondoo machoni pa Israeli. And then now we go to the wicked shepherd. The first part he asks the good shepherd. Halafu sasa twende kwenye yule mchungaji mwovu, ile sehemu ya kwanza anatekeleza ule wajibu wa mchungaji mwema. And then when they reject him. Halafu sasa wanapomkataa, he now abandons them. Anawaacha. And he says So I pastured verse 7. So I pastured the flock marked for slaughter. Kwa hivyo nikalilisha kundi lililotiwa alama kwa kuchinjwa. Particularly the oppressed of the flock. Hasa kundi lilonewa sana. Then I took two staffs and called one favor and the other one union. Kisha nikachukua fimbo mbili, mmoja nikaita kibali na nyingine umoja. Look at the second part of verse 8. The flock detested me and I grew weary of them. 
Angalia ile sehemu ya pili ya mstari wa nane kundi la kondoli kanichukia nami nikachoshwa nao. And said I will not shepherd you anymore. I will not be your shepherd. Nikasema kwamba sitakuwa mchungaji wenu tena. Let the dying die and the pe- let the dying die and the perishing perish. Wote wanaokufa wape na wanaoangamia waangamie. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. Wote wale waliobakia kila mmoja na ale nyama ya mwenzake. That's when he is abandoned. Hapo ndipo sasa amewachwa. The shepherd has been ignored, has been rejected. Sasa yule mchungaji amekudiliwa. Mchungaji mwema amewachwa. And then verse 15 now you have you have him enacting the foolish shepherd the antichrist. Sasa kwenye mstari wa 15 unaiyeye sasa The wicked shepherd. Unampata sasa akitekeleza ule wajibu wa mchungaji muovu. This is just an introduction. This is not our lead scripture. I'm simply trying to broaden your mind to prepare you for the message of tonight. Huni utangulizi tu. Hiyo sio andiko letu la muongozo. Najaribu tu kupanua mawazo yenu na akili zenu ili kwamba kuandaa kwa ajili ya ujumbe usiku wa leo. The Lord say to me take the equipment of a foolish shepherd. Kisha Bwana akani niambia vitoe tena vifaa vya mchungaji mpumbavu. So I'm going to raise up a shepherd over the land who will not care for the lost. Kwa maana ninakwenda kumuinua mchungaji juu ya nchi ambaye hata mjali aliyepotea. Or sick the young. Wala kuwatafuta wale wachanga. Or heal the injured. Au kuwaponya waliojeruhiwa. Or feed the healthy. Wala kuwalisha wenye afya. But will eat the meat of the choice sheep lakini atakula nyama ya kondoo wa nono carrying off the hoofs carrying off their hoofs na kuzirarua kwato zao so you can now compare that with a good shepherd kwa hivyo sasa mnaweza kulinganisha hiyo na mchungaji mwema that we saw in genesis 33 for 13 and 14 and also in 1 Samuel chapter 17 the good shepherd that is the messiah emulated there tending the sheep taking care of the sheep caring showing concern the way he's doing now for the church mchungaji mwema ambaye ni masia ambaye amedhihirishwa pale akilichunga kondoo akichunga kabisa wale kondoo na kuwashughulikia vyema kabisa jinsi ambavyo anafanya sasa hivi kwa kanisa right now is caring for you say no don't go this way come this way let us go back to the road of the cross the path of the cross the road of calvary sasa hivi anawashughulikia kabisa na kuwajali kabisa na kusema ya kwamba hapana msiende katika barabara hii nendeni wacha twende katika barabara hii barabara inaelekea katika msalaba wa calvary the good shepherd mchungaji mwema but he saying the coronavirus is here lakini anasema ya kwamba virusi vya corona viko hapa and he saying that the status of the earth if you follow the prophecy i gave yesterday now anasema ya kwamba hali ya dunia ukifuata ule unabii ambao nilipeana hapo jana this is the second time i give that prophecy that the status of the earth is going to be downgraded. Hii ni mara ya pili ambayo ninapeana unabii huu ya kwamba hali ya dunia inaenda kuporomoshwa. Kwa sababu the first time the Lord spoke by voice, God the Father just a few months ago, probably one and a half months ago, spoke to me by voice in a tremendous dream. Mara ya kwanza Mungu Baba mwenyewe alizungumza pamoja nami kwa sauti kwa ndoto kuu ajabu kabisa. And if I remember that day I had three visions in a row. Na nikama nakumbuka vyema siku hiyo nilikuwa na maono tatu kwa wakati mmoja. And then in that dream. Halafu katika ndoto hiyo. He says. Anasema 
Tell these people that when the rapture takes place, the status of the earth will be downgraded, will, will, will change. The status of the earth will change. And then yesterday he spoke with me again. And he took me to Nigeria. And showed me, spent quite a bit of time in Nigeria for the past two nights, the other night and yesterday. To their homes. And he took us to their shops. On the roads and everything. Housing, what, every situation. And I could see some people downgrading from their big houses looking for small houses. And then I saw some of these ladies that went shopping. But this is a place where they tie a big, uh, a big kibunda, a big, mtumba they call it, a big batch of clothes clothes from abroad which are second hand so they, they were searching there for clothes they were trying to buy but they were like tatters and other people they were shopping in a shop that is selling me to butter for that for you should be easier to say that and they were tatters and so I walked in there remember Nigeria is the largest economy in Africa if then this prophecy devastates Nigeria like that. I saw some young men even crossing the street with barefooted. Could not afford shoes. Could not afford sandals. If the biggest economy in Africa will be ravaged and devastated like that, how about the rest of Africa then? No, it's the leading economy. It's number one economy in Africa. So the signs are here. The prophecies are being announced. The coming of the Messiah is being announced. By these two prophets. And the coronavirus they prophesied is on. And the biblical locusts they prophesied are on. The cripples are walking regardless of distance. It is such a tremendous time in the history of the church. And so what the Lord is saying is this. He says that that should serve as a warning a warning shot for this generation. That you should now at this hour pay greater attention on preparing for the coming of the Messiah. And yet he says the greatest hallmark of the church that is walking in the right direction, in the right way is the fear of God. The church that is walking into the kingdom of God. Let us just handle that hallmark before we start identifying the, the, the way you should walk today. The identity of the true followers. Let us just take this attribute, this character of the fear of God. 
Let us run through it very fast. Wacha tuipitie kwa haraka kabisa. That you may understand why the Lord is concerned. Ili kwamba mpate kujua kuelewa kwa nini Mungu anashughulika sana. What is lacking in the church? Ni nini ambacho kinakosekana kanisani? very critical to the Lord. Ili hali nyenyeti kabisa kwa Bwana. The fear of the Lord. Hofu ya Bwana. So once we handle that. Hivyo mara tutakapoangazia hiyo. We'll go straight into the message of, ni- of the night. Basi tutaingia moja kwa moja katika ujumbe wa usiku wa leo. Hallelujah. So Genesis chapter 3. Kwa hivyo kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya tatu. Genesis 3 Kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya tatu watu wabarikiwa. Genesis 3 preamble. Mwanzo sura ya tatu utangulizi. This is just an introduction. Huu ni utangulizi tu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3 we can read verse 14 on. Kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya tatu tunaweza kusoma mstari wa 4 kuendelea. So the Lord God said to the serpent Hivyo Bwana Mungu akamwambia nyoka Because you have done this. Kwa kuwa umefanya hili. Cast are you above all the livestock? Umelaaniwa wewe kuliko wanyama wote. And all the wild animals. Wakufungwa na waporini. You will crawl on your belly. Utatambaa kwa tumbo lako. And you will eat dust. Na utakula mavumbi. All the days of your life. Siku zote za maisha yako. And that should tell you that the serpent used to walk. He, he, was, he was not crawling then. Hiyo inapaswa kukuambia kwamba yule nyoka alikuwa anatembea hakuwa anatambaa wakati huo. Mstari wa 15. And I put enmity between you and the woman. Nami nitaweka uadui kati yako na huyu mwanamke. And between your offspring and hers. Na kati ya uzao wako na wake. And he will crush your head. Na huyo ataponda kichwa chako. And you strike his heel. Na utamgonga kisigino. To the woman he said. Kwa mwanamke akasema I will greatly increase your pain in childbirth childbearing. Nitakuzidishia sana utungu wakati wa kuzaa kwako. With pain you will give birth to children. Kwa utungu utazaa watoto. Remember there is a particular reason I'm reading this. Kumbukaye kwamba kunayo sababu hasa kabisa ninasoma hii. With pain you will give birth to children. Kwa utungu utazaa watoto. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Tama yako itakuwa kwa mumeo naye atakutawala. Na kwa Adamu akasema Because you listen to your wife kwa sababu umemmsikiliza mke wako and ate from the tree about which I commanded you you must not eat of it. Na ukala kutoka kwenye mti niliyokuamuru msile tunda lake. Cast is the ground ardhi imelaaniwa because of you kwa sababu yako now the lord curses the ground sasa bwana anailaani ardhi he curses the physical creation analaani kabisa ule uumbaji wa kiasili he curses the ground analaani ardhi he says anasema cast the ground because of you ardhi imelaaniwa kwa sababu yako through pain painful toil you will eat of it kwa kazi ngumu utakula chakula kitokacho humo all the days of your life siku zote za maisha yako painful toil you'll eat of it kupitia kwa kazi ngumu utakula chakula kitokacho humo he says all the days of your life anasema siku zote za maisha yako and he goes on to say na anaendelea kusema verse 18 mstari wa 18 uh, it will produce thorns and thistles itazaa miiba na mibaruti for you kwa ajili yako and you'll eat the plants of the field nawe utakula mimea ya shambani by the sweat of thy brow you will eat your food utakula chakula chako until you return to the ground hadi utakaporudi ardhini from it you were taken kwa kuwa ulitoliwa kutoka humo for dust you are kwa kuwa wewe umavumbi and 
to dust you will return na mavumbini wewe utarudi very central scripture and very central passage andiko ambalo linyeti kabisa na la muhimu sana because you see because of because of the fall now he curses the ground he curses creation kwa sababu mwanadamu huo analaani uumbaji analaani ardhi this is tremendous hii ajabu and so kwa hivyo out of that judgment of god kutokana na hiyo hukumu ya mungu out of the fact that when adam and eve fell kutokana na kauli ya kwamba wakati adamu na hawa walipoanguka and disobeyed na kukosa kutii then is struck with death is struck with judgment and judged all creation also basi akagonga na kifo akagonga na hukumu na akahukumu pia muumbaji wote pia that should cause us to fear sin hiyo inapaswa kutusababisha tuogope dhambi that should cause us should should rendition to our hearts the consequences of sin hiyo inapaswa kuelewa that sin has serious consequences dire consequences hiyo inapaswa kuzungumzia mioyo yetu kuhusiana na madhara ya dhambi ya kwamba dhambi inayo madhara ya kutisha sugu that should take the church hiyo inapaswa kufundisha kanisa and rekindle in the soul of the church na kuweza kuamsha katika nafsi za kanisa that sin is not a joke ya kwamba dhambi sio mzaha and sensitize the present day church on the dangers of sin na kumakinisha kanisa la sasa hivi kuhusiana na hatari za dhambi that right from the word go ya kwamba kuanzia mwanzoni right from the beginning kuanzia mwanzoni when adam and eve have just stepped foot on the ground wakati adamu na hawa walikuwa wamekanyaga tu kwenye ardhi then they sin hapo basi wakatenda dhambi god did not say oh you know this is a learning curve mungu hakusema kwamba oh unajua hapa ni mahali pa kujifunzisha oh, oh you know you know they are not used to this let, they, they will, let, let us have mercy on them let's just uh, relax about it no unajua? immediately the full consequences of the judgment of god on sin Mungu hakusema kwamba unajua oh, full consequences. Mungu hakusema kwamba oh unajua kwamba hawajazoea hii wacha tuwaone tu rehema. Hapana, moja kwa moja unaona ya kwamba madhara ya dhambi yanajitokeza. Complete. Kikamilifu kabisa. The full consequences of sin began to reign. Madhara kikamilifu kabisa ya dhambi ikaanza kuonekana. And that should cause us to fear God. Na hiyo yapaswa kutusababisha tumuogope Mungu. His judgments. Hukumu zake cause man to fear him. Inasababisha mwanadamu kumuogopa. If you look at the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Ukiangalia kitabu cha Hebrews sura ya 10. The fear of God I said let's use this as an introduction for you. Unilisemea kwamba wacha tutumie hii kama utangulizi kwa ajili yenu. Such a beautiful beautiful Friday night. Usiku wa kupendeza kabisa wa Ijumaa. Where we can go on for a very long time. Ambapo tunaweza kusonga kwa muda mrefu sana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says the book of Hebrews chapter 10 anasema kwenye kitabu cha Hebrews sura ya 10 verses 30 and 31 mstari wa 30 na 31 and it says the following na anasema yafuatayo for we know he who said kwa maana tunajua yeye aliyesema it is mine to avenge ya kwamba ni mimi kulipiza kisasi i will repay nitalipiza kisasi and again na tena the lord will judge his people bwana atahukumu watu wake that script alone He... should cause mankind to fear god hilo andiko peke yake lapaswa kuwasababisha wanadamu kumuogopa Mungu. It should cause you to fear sin. Lapaswa kuwasababisha kuogopa dhambi. Because 
sin has consequences. Kwa sababu dhambi ina madhara yake. And cause you to fear God. Na kukusababisha kumwogopa Mungu. Because God judges sin. Kwa sababu Mungu anahukumu dhambi. So I just wanted us to rekindle this to bring back memory to you to sensitize the church about the consequences of sin. Hivyo basi nilitaka tu kuwakumbusha hili ili kwamba kulimakinisha kanisa kuhusiana na madhara ya dhambi. That the devil is a liar. Ya kwamba shetani ni muongo. He wants you to fall in sin. Anataka uanguke kwa dhambi. Into sin. Ndani ya dhambi. Then God strike you. Halafu Mungu akugonge. So when we see the gravity that God lays upon sin, that should cause us to fear sin. Hivyo basi tukiona ule uzito ambao Mungu anaweka dhidi ya dhambi, basi hiyo yapaswe kutisababisha tuogope dhambi. And hence fear the Lord. Na hivyo basi tupate kumuogopa Mungu. And then you will say I will not go to sin because I fear the Lord. Hivyo basi utasema kwamba sitaenda kwa dhambi kwa sababu ninamuogopa Mungu. There is nothing that goes for nothing. Hakuna chochote ambacho kinaenda bure. Every sin has a consequence. Kila dhambi ina madhara yake. And it is the gravity of such consequence that caused God to Lord Jesus to send his only begotten son to die for you to pay the ransom Nani kwa sababu ya uzito wa madhara ya namna hii ya dhambi ambayo inamsababisha Mungu kumleta Yesu Kristo That is what caused him to send Jesus to die the most unbelievable most horrendous death ever Hiyo ndio ambayo ilimsababisha Mungu ili kwamba mtume Yesu ili afe kwa ajili ya kifo ambacho ni hatari kabisa kabisa ambacho nitaaibu kabisa kabisa to die for you Kufa kwa ajili yako And he says here. For it is mine. To avenge. For we know him. Who said it is mine to avenge? I will repay. And again the Lord will judge his people. Verse 31. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God judging you. Ni jambo la kutisha kuanguka mikononi mwa Mungu aliyehai akikuhukumu. Hey. Hey. He said these scriptures alone. Anasema kwamba maandiko haya peke yake. They should cause you to fear sin. Inapaswa kukusababisha uogope dhambi. That's why I said. Na ndio sababu nilisema. There is lack of the fear of God in the church. These are the marks when you see this lacking. When you see a church not fearing sin then you know that they are lacking the fear of god ya kwamba kunao ukosefu wa hofu ya mungu katika kanisa ya kwamba ukiona kanisa ambalo liko katika dhambi basi unajua kwamba hawana hofu ya mungu once they don't fear sin mara tu hawaogopi dhambi then you know that this church does not fear the lord basi unajua kwamba hili kanisa kama halimuogopi mungu if you find a human being that does not fear sin they are sinning blatantly and rampantly ukimpata mwanadamu ambaye haogopi kabisa dhambi wanatenda tu dhambi kiholela na wazi then you know basi unajua that that person does not fear god ya kwamba mtu huyo hamuogopi mungu and so this is the barometric the spiritual barometer that God uses to gauge whether the church is walking in the right way towards heaven or she has detoured taken another route heading elsewhere hivyo basi hii ndio ratili kipimio cha kiroho ambacho Bwana anatumia ili kulipima kanisa kupata kujua kama kanisa linaelekea mbinguni ama limechukua barabara nyingine hey hey And he says Na anasema It is mine to avenge that ya, is God the Father himself saying Huyo ni Mungu Baba mwenyewe anasema Then he says the horrendous thing 
It's a dreadful thing to fall in the hands of the living God judging you. So why would the present day church not fear sin? If he's saying it's a dreadful thing to fall in the hands of the living God judging you. Because when you look at the present day church now, there is rampant sin meaning there is no fear of God in the house of the Lord. And he said Deuteronomy chapter 10. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 10 blessed people. Deuteronomy chapter 10. Hallelujah. What a mighty night enlightening the church on the gravity of sin and returning the church to the true identity of the bride of Christ, of the true bride of Christ. And he's saying Deuteronomy chapter 10 I'm reading verses 20 and 21. Deuteronomy 10, 20, 21. Fear the Lord your God and serve him. Hold fast to him and take your oath in his name. He is your praise. He is your God who performed for you those great and awesome wonders that you saw with your own eyes. Say, fear the Lord your God. Tremendous. Deuteronomy chapter 10 is what we are reading. Verses 20 and 21. And then Deuteronomy 10 verse 12 also. Right there while, while we are still there. Deuteronomy 10 he says. I mean 10 verse 12 he says. And now O Israel. What does the Lord your God ask of you? But to fear the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways to love him to serve the Lord you are God with all your heart with all your soul and to observe the Lord's commands and the, decree, the decrees that I'm giving you today for, you, for your own good. And now all Israel what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God to walk in all his ways and to love him to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and to observe the Lord's commands and the decrees that, you, that I'm giving you here 
today for your own good. Na amri zake ninazokupa leo kwa mafanikio yako mwenyewe. Look at that now. Angalia hiyo sasa. So the fear of God. Kwa hivyo hofu ya Bwana. So th- these are the attributes. These are the characters you pick out when a church is walking in the fear of God. Hivyo basi hizi ndizo sifa, hizi ndizo tabia ambazo tunazipata wakati ambapo kanisa linatembea katika hofu ya Mungu. You find that they love the Lord so much. Unapata kwamba wanampenda Bwana sana. the world. Kuliko ulimwengu. In fact you'll find they love the Lord more than themselves. Unapata utapata kwamba wanampenda Bwana sana kuliko jinsi wanavyojipenda wenyewe. In fact, you'll find that they love the Lord with all their heart, not half. But the church today, half of the church, three quarters of their heart love the world and they give the Lord a small portion. Utapata kwamba wanampenda Bwana sana zaidi na mioyo zao zote, lakini kanisa leo hii. Can you define it better because they will not understand when you say that? Unapata kwamba kitambulisho cha kanisa hili ambalo linamcha Bwana ni ya kwamba wanampenda Bwana Mungu kwa mioyo zao zote. Lakini kanisa If you find the true bride of Christ you'll find that she loved the Lord with all her heart. That is what I want Swahili to catch very well because really I want those people to enter into the kingdom of glory. Okay. And we are covering all the world Mozambique. So again I'm saying that if you meet a church that is headed to heaven on this day that church you'll find that she loved the lord her god with all her heart and yet when you look at the present day church okay when you find a church that is going towards heaven you'll find that she love she loved the lord with every inch of her heart all her heart all her soul utapata ya kwamba anampenda bwana na kila sehemu ya moyo wake na kila nafsi yake yote and yet today na ile hali leo hii the present day church kanisa la leo hii 90% of her heart is to the world. Asilimia 90% ya moyo wake iko katika ulimwengu. And less than 10% for the Lord. Na chini ya asilimia 10 ni kwa ajili ya Bwana. So these are the benchmarks. These are the standards. Hivyo basi hivi ndivyo viwango. That can show you whether a generation is really on the right track. Ambayo inaweza kukuonyesha kama kizazi kiko katika barabara iliyo sawa. Says the book of Proverbs. Anasema kitabu cha Mithali. Proverbs chapter 1. Mithali sura ya kwanza. Turn with me there. Geuka pamoja nami pale. As we begin this service tonight. Tunapoanza ibada hii usiku wa leo. Proverbs chapter 1. Kitabu cha Mithali sura ya kwanza. Verse 7 he says. Mstari wa 7 anasema The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Kumcha Bwana ndio chanzo cha maarifa. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Lakini wapumbavu hudharau hekima na adabu. Again he say. Tena anasema. That when you look at the present day church. Ya kwamba ukiangalia kanisa la sasa hivi. With her present conduct, her present demeanor whereby she does not fear God. Na tabia yake ya sasa hivi na mwenendo wake wa sasa hivi ambapo hamuofu Mungu kabisa. Whereby they are sinning as they will as they want. Mali ambapo wanatenda dhambi kama vile wanavyotaka. The idol worshipers. Waabudua sanamu. Of this generation. Wa kizazi hiki. You see them the eastern religions. You see them having some fear. They fear sin. This some fear they have some fear Unaona zile dini za mashariki wanaoaga kidogo wanaogopa dhambi And yet the church of Christ the perfect the, 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 the bride of Christ the royal bride that heaven is waiting for Na ile hali bi harusi wa Kristo bi 
harusi wa kifalme wa Kristo ambaye mbingu inamngoja The one that Jesus died for Yeye ambaye Yesu Kristo alimfilia Does not fear Yeye haogopi Does not fear the Lord Haogopi Bwana They don't fear sin Haogopi dhambi They just sin Wao wanatenda tu dhambi And that should tell you that something is wrong Na yeye pasa kukuambia kwamba kitu kimeenda mrama Because the fear of the Lord is prime is primo to the Lord Almighty in heaven kwa sababu hofu ya Bwana ni msingi kabisa kwa Bwana Mungu mkuu mbinguni. And that's why in Matthew 25 you see the wise virgins who have the fear of God they enter into the kingdom of glory. Ndio sababu unaona ya kwamba kwenye kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 25 wale wanawali wenye busara ambao walikuwa na hofu ya Bwana wanaingia katika ufalme wa utukufu. So in the book of Hebrews. Anasema kwenye kitabu cha Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. Waebrania 12. So you begin to understand. Hivyo basi unaanza kuelewa that if you are walking right before the Lord kwamba kama unatembea sawa mbele za Bwana then the fear of God that you will exude basi hofu ya Bwana ambayo utaonyesha is essentially honor to God it translates into you honoring the Lord respecting God inazungumza kuhusiana wewe kumheshimu Bwana kumtii Mungu so that means the present day church basi hiyo inamaanisha kwamba kanisa la sasa hivi has not honored God hawajamheshimu Mungu that's why there are rampant abortions in the church ndio sababu kuna kwa vya mimba kuolela kwa there are false prophets preaching and false apostles in those churches na wanao manabii They have no cripples that they have raised. They have no blind eyes they have opened. They are simply preaching money money money. Meaning they have no fear of God. When you see such hallmarks on a church then it tells you they have to be called back they have to return to the highway of holiness ukianga ukiona vitambulisho vya namna hii kwa kanisa basi inakwambia kwamba ni lazima ukapate kurejeshwa tena katika njia kuu ya utakatifu book of hebrews kitabu cha waebrania chapter 12 sura ya 12 turn with me there beuka pamoja nami pale this little introduction why it is very critical tonight that we define the true bride of christ utangulizi huu mdogo ya kwa nini ni nyati kabisa usiku wa leo ili kupata kutambulisha biharusi wa kweli wa Kristo. I'm using this as a preamble. hii kama utangulizi. Why it is very key. Kwa nini ni nyeti kabisa? That when we will start now to define the church how Jesus defined her, yeah. her true follower. Ya kwamba her true church. Ya kwamba sasa tutakapoanza kulitambulisha kanisa, kanisa lake la kweli jinsi ambavyo Yesu Kristo alivyolitambulisha mfuasi wake wa kweli. Then you take it more seriously. Basi utaichukulia kwa kumaanisha kabisa. Because the case has been presented. Kwa sababu kesi baada ya kuwasilishwa. That there is no fear of God. Ya kwamba hakuna hofu ya Mungu. In the present day house of the Lord. Katika nyumba ya sasa hivi ya Mungu. In the life of the present day Christian. Katika maisha ya Mkristo wa leo hii. That's why they can dress in such a slutty way and go. Dress as they want, nudity and do what they want. Ndio sababu wanaweza kuvalia They can stay together they are not married. Ndio sababu wanaweza kuvalia katika njia ya usharati, uchi na kuenda tu jinsi watakavyo, wanaweza kukaa pamoja bila kuoana. He's saying Anasema, that if there's anything the church needs to bring back into the mainstream of the Christian worship experience. Ya kwamba kama kunalo jambo la msingi kabisa lililokuu ambalo kanisa lapata kurejesha katika ibada yake ya Kikristo. It is the fear of God. Ni hofu ya Mungu. The fear of God is everything. Hofu ya Mungu ni kila kitu. 
For those that are not born again. And the church that is walking in sin. For them the fear of God comes out of the fact that they fear God will judge them in hell. So they look at it that way. But I would be rather that that fear of God judging them draw them to salvation. I would love that. But for the Christians that are born again proper that are in, the, in repentance and holiness. They are repenting. God is visiting. The cloud is there. The signs are there. God is telling them you are on the right track. Those who have upheld righteousness upheld holiness have the fear of God. For them the fear of God now eventually translates into how they honor God. That is now their honor to God. They honor God. They don't dare contest him. They honor him. They give him his position. They give him his way. Because he is the Lord. And he say, the book of Hebrews, blessed people. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm reading 28, 29. Hebrews 12, 28, 29. He says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with the fear of God, with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Look at that now. He's saying that therefore that now we are born again. You that are born again. You that are walking in righteousness. Even those who have just joined us tonight who may not have been walking in holiness. He's saying that since we have such a mighty promise of the kingdom of glory the promise of glory of eternal life everlasting celebration in the kingdom of peace the new Jerusalem eternal peace and joy he says therefore let us then worship God acceptably and that acceptability acceptably says with reverence with the fear of God and all and so he says the fear of God is central that when you look at the church or a generation and you see that they have lost the fear of God then you understand that they need to be called back to the highway of the Lord. 
kama kizazi na uone ya kwamba wamepoteza hofu ya Mungu basi unaelewa ya kwamba wanahitaji kuitwa tena kurejea katika njia kuu ya Bwana na anasema that in that fear of God in that worship in awe and reverence and fear of God ya kwamba katika hiyo hofu ya Bwana katika huko kuabudu katika unyenyekevu na uchaji wa Mungu they should still be alive to the fact that God our God Yahweh is a consuming fire is a judging God. Basi wanapaswa kuamka katika kauli ya kwamba Mungu wetu yeye ni Mungu yeye ni mota ulao anahukumu dhambi. The same Hebrews chapter 12 before we leave there. Kitabu kile kile cha Waebrania sura ya 12 kabla tuondoke pale. As I wind down on this preamble. Ninapomalizia katika utangulizi huu. Verses 5 and 11. Mstari wa 5 hadi 11. Na anasema And you have forgotten that you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. Nanyi mmesahau yale maneno ya kuonya yanayowataja ninyi kuwa wana. Sons, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Mwanangu, usidharau kuadhibishwa kwa Bwana. Do not lose heart. Wala usikate tamaa. When he rebukes you. Akikukemea. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves. Kwa sababu Bwana huadhibu wale awapendao. And he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Na humwadhibisha kila mmoja anayemkubali kuwa mtoto wake. And your hardship as discipline. Vumiliani taabu kwa ajili ya kufunzwa adabu. God is treating you as son. Mungu anawatendea ninyi kama watoto wake. For what son is not disciplined by his father? Kwa maana ni mtoto yupi asiadhibishwa na mzazi wake? If you are not disciplined. Kama hujapewa adabu. Everyone undergoes discipline. Ambao kila mtu anapitia adabu. Then you are illegitimate children. Basi ninyi ni watoto wa haramu. And you are not the true sons of God. Wala sio watoto halali wa Mungu. Moreover, we have all the human fathers who disciplined us. Tena sisi sote tunao baba wa kimwili waliotuadhibisha sisi. And we respected them for it. Nasi tukawaheshimu kwa ajili ya hiyo. How much more should we submit to the Father in heaven, the Father of our spirits and live? Je, si inatupasa kujinyenyekeza zaidi kwa baba wa roho zetu ili tuishi? Verse 11 No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on however produces the harvest of righteousness and holiness and peace to those who have been trained by it. Mstari wa 11 kwa adhibisho wakati wowote hakuonekani kuwa kitu cha kufurahisha bali chenye maumivu kinapotelekezwa lakini baadaye huzama tunda ya haki na amani kwa wale waliofunzwa nayo. Anasema that repentance when the lord sends the two prophets to rebuke the church and call her to repentance it is a lot of love because he says he only rebukes those he loves who are sons and so when the lord decides to take the two prophets globally calling every nation to repentance and then they fail to repent and then december 1 2015 he makes me step forward and now pronounce the prophecy of the coronavirus coming he says that that is 
is love. When the Lord disciplines you the way he's disciplining the earth, disciplining the earth right now, the nations. He says he only disciplines those he loves. That if you don't accept rebuke, you are not the child of God. You are illegitimate children. You are not a son. He's saying that his sons he disciplines as a father. Let us finish now with verse 6. Again verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 12. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves so he's loving the church and so blessed people those are the marks the standards you can use to gauge the church and so we're going to take a short break about a 5-7 minute break when we come back we'll, go, we'll plunge right into the message now, the message for tonight Jesus loves you. The fear of God is very central. Let us come back now at the tail end of the break and find out how did Jesus define his true church. And that question is so critical at this hour. Because this is the hour at which I am announcing the coming of the Messiah. And I have seen the coming of the Messiah. That prophecy I have given all over the globe. Like all the other prophecies I gave and were accurately fulfilled. Even this one will be accurately fulfilled. And that's why you want to come back. Let us meet at the tail end of the break. And then now understand. Go through stepwise. How did Jesus define his true church? Who is the true Christian who is going to heaven? And how ought they to be behaving right now? Jesus loves you. Thank you.